0: Radio.
1: Welcome to the Let's Talk CFL Podcast. Roundtable discussion recorded live on Sunday and Wednesday nights. Visit Let's Talk CFL on Facebook for showtime. Brought to you by the Let's Talk sports groups on Facebook, our partners, LostWolfOnSport.com. Stream live on BlogTalkRadio.com.
2: Good evening, sports fans, and welcome to Let's Talk CFL Podcast, episode number 474. Cruising right along. Soon we'll be in that 500 range. Actually, we'll probably end of the season before then, but what the hell's going on? Okay, so we had some football this weekend. We had a snorborg, I mean the Super Bowl. Um, I, I didn't watch it. I don't watch it. I can't watch American football. But anyhow, uh, yeah, I yeah, all I heard is bitching about how boring the game was and how this and that. I thought it was kind of exciting. It went back and forth and back and forth. I did notice it a couple of times, you know, flipping around and, and pop-ups keep showing me that the, the scores and stuff. The Bengals were up, then the Rams were up, or the Rams were up, and then the Bengals, and then the Rams won it. And who cares? It's NFL. It's over with. Fucking shut up. Now we don't have football until May. 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 Is it May yet? It doesn't have the same ring as. Is it June yet? But, yeah, the first game is in May this year. So, we're going to have some football coming up pretty soon. Uh, When is the first game? The first game is the 23rd of May, May 23. Okay, it's Winnipeg and at Saskatchewan. That's a preseason game in week one. It's the only game in week one. And then we go to May 27, 28, 28. There's four games there. And then we go into (laughs) preseason. Yeah, yeah. And then the first real football game, the first legitimate game of the 2022 season is June the 9th, Montreal at Calgary. Wow. Don't they usually start off the season with a great cup? repeat with like should be winnipeg and hamilton or hamilton and winnipeg or something that's usually tradition but this schedule is all fucked up anyhow so we don't know what the hell's going on when does training camp officially start i uh, can't ask that question the guys don't have their mics open yet so let's go open the mics up because i don't have anything else to talk about we're just talking and rambling and moving on okay uh did i get will i got will everybody's got their mics open okay charles welcome to the show brother how are you doing
1: I'm doing good. Came in at the last second here It' had a long day at work, but we got here in time. I wasn't sure about it at first, but we ended up getting here.
2: You didn't have as bad a day at work as I did. Uh, judging by the pictures, no, I did not. <laughs> I nope, cannot no, I didn't flip the wind anything over. My
3: digger. Oh.
1: Yeah, I know. Uh, must eye eye adept, yeah, that, yeah, that's fair. some wind.
2: Well look around it. Is, is it on a hill? Is it on a bank? Is it on anything? No, it just fell over.
0: <laughs>
2: it 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 needed a nap. <laughs> so it went and took a nap. Okay. Uh-huh. Anyhow, moving on. Okay. William, how are you doing? Well, I am um,
4: I am fine. And I did watch the whole Super Bowl. And it was a pretty decent game it? considering. Yeah, and and I, I I I really enjoyed the black dudes grabbing their crotches at halftime, okay, while they were singing, plus a white guy doing the same thing, okay, that was really exciting. I I thought that was very you, that was an awesome you, halftime,
3: you, halftime
4: show. If if if, if we were in the like 90s, though. if we were in the 90s, yes, and I love Snoop Dogg. As a matter of fact, before the Super Bowl, my my my. Stepson Facetime me with his two year old son, and he managed to get his two year old son to say Snoop Doggy Dog, and I thought that was pretty funny. Okay, so
2: so <laughs> it was pretty funny. So. Yeah, so ninety nineties you know. rap is okay, isn't it? That's, you're you're kind of liking yeah. that. No, I, that I can't stand all that at is, all.
4: rap is okay. All rap is okay, man. You know what I mean? No, no rap is. is okay. Once again, zero. once again, zero. it is here. Once again, if I ever go to a concert and a football game breaks out at intermission time, I'll be shocked beyond belief. Who cares about the halftime show? Yes, come on, really? Exactly.
2: Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Okay. Shit. That's the time. The only time you can get up and go to go, go take a shit or go get some food or something, right? That's what halftime mm-hmm. is for. It's not for listening to shit. Okay. So anyhow, we have something new happening tonight. You know what it is? I do. No, surprise
4: us. <laughs> well,
2: welcome to the show, Rudy. How are you? First time on, buddy.
3: This is you. Good, doing good. Thanks. Uh, the weather's been uh, pretty snowy here all day, but that's Manitoba for you. But uh, yeah, looking forward to being on here and uh, talking some football. That's what we do. That's what we do, okay? So, yeah, Rudy has been
2: uh, messaging us back and forth do the shit different things. He, he listens to the podcast all the time. And uh, so we just challenged him. And said, hey, man, dude, it's, it's fun. you got to come on the podcast, and you got to spit it up the way best you can. You, you can't be a to get more water
0: than is. got
1: I
3: Come on here and talk to people
1: with us. Anyone getting this?
3: Yeah, that's, uh, CJ, I can hardly hear you right now.
1: Yeah, you're kind of, you're you're breaking oh. up.
2: Come, on, come on. on here. Okay, let's try can, something
1: different. That's a little better.
2: No, we're going to try something different here. Let's see if this works. Um. That yeah, way
3: better.
0: <sighs> this.
2: Hmm. I'm trying some things. It's not working. Uh, well, you're sounding better now.
3: Yeah, it yeah. sounds a lot better now. Okay.
2: Okay, well, then yeah, let's better. just ignore what the fuck I said and and move on, okay? Does anybody have anything cool and interesting they want to talk about before we just jump into this thing and laugh at Brandon Banks?
0: We can. <laughs> no,
3: I, I know this is a CFL talk. I know this is a CFL talk show, but yeah, I too did watch the Super Bowl. Um I thought it was pretty exciting. I uh I don't know what you guys thought though, about the like the whole integrity of it. There is two flags all game and then about 10 in the last two minutes.
1: That was weird, because huh? I remember, it's funny, because I remember sitting there thinking to myself, there's been almost no penalties in this game, and right after I thought that, it was flag after flag after flag.
3: Well, it was wild. It was really one-sided. Was I wouldn't say that. Yeah. Yeah, not really, but Cincinnati definitely got the brunt end of it. Yeah.
4: That's true.
2: Okay. <laughs> yep. Brandon Baines anyway, signs is... in Toronto. Oh my God! What's going on? What do you go mean, ahead, Rudy. Rudy? What were
3: you talking about? I don't know. Oh no! Just what i was Where'd getting at is like uh, we all we complain about our officials in the CFL, and after watching that game, I really think that that ours aren't that bad. Yeah. For consistency, wise anyway. Mm-hmm.
2: I, I don't think the officials in any league, regardless of the sport, are as good as the fans would like them to be.
3: That's true. Yeah, that's true.
2: I don't care if it's hockey, basketball, baseball. I don't. I don't care. We just expect perfection, and uh, and and are always frustrated and angry when it doesn't happen.
4: So. yes, Yeah, it is what it is.
2: Okay. So, let's we're going to talk Canadian football now, okay? Cuz that's what I want to mm-hmm. i have no interest in talking American football. So, so Brandon Banks. This is a guy who uh a couple of 3 weeks ago go in public saying that he absolutely loves Hamilton, wants to stay there forever, uh, wants to finish his career there. And then, like, four days later, there's an announcement that the Tiger Cats organization and Brennan Banks have mutually parted ways. That doesn't sound like it's a mutual parting of ways. It sounds like the Tiger Cats said, we no longer want you. Uh, Good. Yeah. We're going to release you from your contract or you're a free agent, you're just not going to get a si- sign. And Brandon Banks went, what? So now he's a little pissy about things. Anyway, so uh-huh. he goes off and he signs. Now, we know that there is certain teams that when you play for a team, you can't go play for another team. And it just, it's kind of one of those things that doesn't happen. If you're in Edmonton, you don't go sign in Calgary, vice versa, Winnipeg, Saskatchewan, and Hamilton, Toronto. So what does he do? He goes and signs with Toronto, probably because Toronto is the only team that would have given him any type of an offer. Although everybody's saying, oh, every team needed Brandon Banks. Not every team needed Brandon Banks. But anyhow, Brandon Banks signs in Toronto with the Argonauts. Do we honestly believe that he has anything left to give into the performance on top of this game? I thought he was being actually pretty good. Okay, for Brandon Banks, I'm not, I I don't like the guy. I think he's a worm, but he is talented. I don't think last year he played all that poorly, although he was injured half the season. Uh, but is he going to help Toronto? Is it going to be make any difference? I mean, is McLeod Bethel Thompson going to be able to get him the ball? I don't know. Charles, tell me what you're thinking.
1: Well, I think the main reason they uh, wanted to do this is because they want to screw over their closest rival, to be perfectly honest. Um, but um, well, 100%. You know, of course. But you know what? I think Brandon Banks has probably lost a step. I don't think anyone would disagree with that. That doesn't mean he still can't be a uh, productive player. I still think he can be a productive player. Uh, you know, I still think he can be a good receiver. He may not be... The top of the line that he was a few years ago, but he can still be a receiver. He still can be dangerous on special teams if you use him. So, aside from screwing over their closest rival, I honestly think that um, um, it's uh, it's a it's a good signing for the Argos. I think it helps. I think it helps them in the receiver. And I think it helps their special teams. So, I don't think it's a bad thing. Uh, like I said, is he the great He's not. Uh, He's not totally um to lunch um but um you know he can still be a good guy, so um i
2: think um I think it's a good signing I do, okay, so you think Brandon banks has lost a step or two eh is that is that your philosophy slightly i mean, not you know what it's not even so much he's lost a step, it just seems
1: that he gets injured a little bit too much he he seems to be okay. starting to have injury issues. Not so much that he's lost a step. Okay.
2: So what what's your philosophy then on Deron Carter, Manny Arsenault, S. J. Green, Milk Steagle, and all the other guys that the Elks have signed? Well,
1: S. J. Green and Milk steagle That was that wasn't serious, but uh
0: hmm. That uh, those were head
1: patches right when they happened.
2: Yeah. Okay. We'll we'll get to that in a minute. Okay. Uh, you've had some time to think about this, Rudy. What's your thoughts on Brandon Banks going to Toronto?
3: Yeah, I'd agree with uh, what Charles said. Uh, I think part of it's the whole rivalry thing and being over your, your rival. Um, the other thing with Brandon Banks is too, like he's he's thirty four years old now. He'll be thirty five in not too long. Uh, I don't know if they're like looking at it to try selling more tickets in Toronto. As, they could really use that um the thing with banks though is i i think he has slowed down but you're obviously you're not gonna look at him as to be a leader in your locker room but uh he still he still was the 2019 mlp so in my personal opinion i think this will be his last uh last season in the league unless he can have a full-on healthy year when he got rocked uh last year that game i believe it was against hamilton he he hasn't really looked the same since um yeah, that's kind of my thoughts on it.
4: William. Yes. Well, you know what? I think I think Brandon Banks lost a step last year because he was off for a year, and I've got a feeling he doesn't have a real big work work ethic, and. Maybe that's why he got hurt so much he wasn't in that good of shape. Maybe it'll be different this year. Maybe it's a new light for him, and he gets to go to Toronto. And But I, I thought he played fine last year when he played. I don't think they... Yeah,
2: I, don't I didn't think, think it was that.
4: No, I don't think they went to him as often as they have in the past. And I'm thinking he probably wanted stupid money because he thinks he's a superstar. And... And Hamilton couldn't do it because they wanted to sign other guys. And that's why he goes to Toronto, because Toronto is signing everybody, as usual. So you know. And good luck to Brandon Banks in Toronto. <laughs> I mean it's a bigger it's a bigger place for him to get in trouble at, but I mean, when he was in Hamilton, he only had to drive 40 minutes down the highway anyways to get in the same kind of trouble. So,
0: there you
2: go. Well, it's going to go back to Tim Bitfield, that's for sure. It's going to be an interesting game. Now, I don't think he's lost his step. I I wasn't really impressed with his performance, but I don't think it was actually that. And you're, you're probably correct about his work ethic. Uh, you know, we we have known him off the field for many years. We've been tormenting him and a bunch of other things, but he seems to party a lot more. Now, whether he's actually matured, grown up, or anything else, I don't I don't know. I don't really see that. Um, but you know, it's a I don't know. It's a good move by Toronto. What do you got to lose? If he doesn't make the team, you cut him before training camp, you cut him during training camp, you cut him in the first cut down in the, in, in the season, whatever. Or well, you ditch him when the NFL cuts happen. Mm-hmm. I'm totally okay with it. It, it. It's not a bad signing by any team. I'm just glad it wasn't B.C. <laughs> I, yeah, I never,
1: good thought, good. Of, I I never thought he was going to leave the East.
2: Denny,
3: you guys have well, the no, contract he's a superstar details there he, for that? What was that you're looking for, Rudy? Denny, you guys have the contract details on that signing? Like what he signed for? I couldn't find it. Anymore.
1: No. I have not seen that.
3: Yeah, makes sense. I don't know. I think I think Braylon Addison's gonna step right into Banks role in Toronto, or in Hamilton, sorry.
1: Braylon Addison? Yeah. Yeah,
3: I could I could yeah, actually went, see that. Yeah. Went down to the I think he was in the NFL in twenty twenty a little bit, uh after they oh. lost in the Grey Cup. He had some interest right. there in there. So. Yep, I could see that. <laughs> He
1: I think, I like Braylon Addison. I think he's a talented receiver.
3: Oh yeah, he's fun to watch.
1: Yes yeah, he is. Yep. Yeah. It's gonna make at least uh certainly Labor okay. Day games and so on a lot more interesting when those
3: these teams play. Yeah, and yeah,
2: that's
3: if that he's playing bad. Hopefully it does add to the rivalry. Like ha- Toronto desperately needs to do uh-huh. something to get fans back in the stadium. I don't know whether signing guys like Andrew Harris and Brandon Banks helps or not, but you got to do something.
0: Uh-huh.
2: Aging misfits that nobody else wanted. <sighs> Toronto's problem is got nothing to do with the product on the field for the most part their product hasn't been bad uh even when they want to break up their attendance went down the next year okay it's not the product on the field that's the problem and i'll tell you point blank it's the same problem in toronto that is in vancouver the stadium is fucking downtown and it needs to be moved out of the stadium they need to get away from bemo field just like bc needs to get away from bc place and until the powers that be realize this and do something about it, both of those teams are going to be flail around with their attendance numbers. And that's my mm-hmm. story, and I'm going to stick with it because nobody can prove me
3: wrong. But I'd, I'd agree, honestly. Like, I don't know. It's obviously a big risk to take, but I always thought Toronto would – do a lot better attendance-wise if they were playing in, say, Windsor or London or something like that.
2: But, no, just, just 10 miles away from where
3: they are. Yeah, somewhere where it's more I don't know the geography. Accessible.
2: I don't know the geography of the city of Toronto. I cannot... Tell you what the gta is but i can tell you what the greater vancouver regional district is the vancouver proper and everything else and if you move that football team out to abbotsford langley abbotsford it would sell out every single goddamn game there's 2.4 million people in that fraser valley which is actually more people than there is in the van vancouver core so mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know. I it just it it boggles the mind that I'm the only one that's jumping up and down and yelling about this. That everybody else thinks BC Place is such a wonderful place to play football, and it is. It's a great place to watch
3: football. It just doesn't work. Yeah. Well, okay, Charles and Chris, mm-hmm. signing this. be able to answer it more. Sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I was moving on. No, you, just, you, they, want to you can back. go. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. So, um, like to my understanding, though, like 20 years ago, B C Place didn't. Didn't you guys used to sell out or have 30,000 plus in that stadium? You used to have 50,000 yeah. plus. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, my question, didn't. my question, always has been, what happened? Like, why? Why not anymore? The, the economics of the stadium, is- Date.
1: Yeah, exactly. The economics and the demographics are completely different from what they used to be. Okay, yeah, so makes sense. What happens I guess Vancouver, Vancouver's growing a lot
3: to In
2: 1986, we, we had Expo 86 in the town. We invited the world and they came and they stayed and then they brought their families and their friends. Okay? <laughs> the downtown core of Vancouver is no longer a blue-collar area, okay? And and East Vancouver used to be a blue-collar area. Well, the houses in in East Vancouver are selling for $4 million now. They're not being bought by blue-collar workers. So those guys are selling their houses, and they're moving out to the suburbs, out to the Fraser Valley, okay? The football fans have moved out of the Vancouver area and are now out in the valley. And honestly, it takes me eight hours eight hours to go see a football game from Abbotsford when I live there. It's two hours to go in. You drive into Surrey. You jump on the SkyTrain. You take the SkyTrain to Vancouver. You hang out for a little bit. You watch a three-hour football game. You hang out for a little bit, and you take two hours back. That's eight hours for a football Mm -hmm. game. And now I did a poll on all of the fan groups on Let's Talk and wherever. Winnipeg, the average time to go to a football game is 15 to 30 minutes. Okay?
3: Yeah, that's, that makes sense.
2: In Edmonton, it's 30 minutes. In Calgary, it's 30 minutes. In, in Saskatchewan, it's 30 minutes. There are people who travel from afar in Saskatchewan, so that's not a great example. Okay? Ottawa, it's 30 minutes. Toronto, it's two hours. Vancouver, it's an hour to two hours. When the fans have to travel that that far to go to the game, uh, it's easier mm -hmm. to stay at home and watch
3: it on TV. Yeah, and the TV qualities have gotten so much better and – like with HD and everything, so yeah, that makes sense. I'm I'm not a great example either for for Winnipeg because I live an hour north of Brandon, so I'm looking at about two and three quarter hours to go to a game as well. But no, for once you're in the actual city of Winnipeg, it's about fifteen to twenty five minutes to get to the stadium, no matter where you are, pretty much. So yeah, exactly,
2: and 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 most no, well, most places are like that. Montreal is challenged as well, but not quite as bad, but they are challenged. So, you know, I don't know. That, that, that's the problem with attendance in there. And I don't give a shit about how much marketing you do. I don't care about what you spend or do or change or bring in or anything else. You're not going to entice those people to, come to make that travel. It's not going to happen. Yeah,
0: that's,
2: mm-hmm. that's correct. I mean it's a hardcore hard me like Charles who is was to the game yeah. but you don't go to every game anymore you used to go to every game Charles
1: you don't do I that try anymore. to go I try to go to as many games as I can sometimes depending on my work schedule even if it's like a thir- if it's like a Thursday or Friday sometimes if I have a late meeting in the day like 4:30, thirty 5 o'clock I don't go because I'll never make it in time you, Leaving at five o'clock for a seven o'clock game from Abbotsford to Vancouver, you're Doesn't work. lucky to make it on time because you because one thing you may not know, uh, um, um oh god, why am I forgetting his name? Uh Rudy, sorry. One thing Rudy. That, we've got uh we've got um uh roads that were suitable for maybe nineteen seventy traffic still today, so our road system is still stuck, and it's way past where it has, I mean, we just got like an eight lane or 10 lane bridge like two years ago, but then it goes back down into like three lanes or four lanes or whatever, it doesn't make sense, but the problem is you go in rush hour here, four thirty, five o'clock, and virtually every day you're going to run into gridlock. And it takes hours. Okay. Yeah, no, that makes sense. So, uh, yeah, yeah sense. and I live out in the Fraser Valley, and from me here, if there's no traffic, I can make it from Aperture to Vancouver in about 50 minutes, less than an hour. Rush hour, it's like two hours minimum usually, maybe more, depending on whether or not there's an accident. That's where the issue comes in.
3: Yeah, and then I got. It's a Highway on? One parking lot. Day, day off work.
1: Yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah.
3: <laughs> okay. Yeah. Then now that we've completely off, sidetracked the
2: Brandon Banks yeah. thing argument here, let's move on a little bit, and we can come back to this at in another show because we uh, we kind of always bring this back because I'm sure this isn't the first time that you've heard this, Rudy. Uh, no. I, I I I throw it out every once in a while. But speaking of signing misfits. Chris Jones, the new coach and general manager of the Edmonton Elks, uh, signed Duron Carter, <laughs> Manny Arsenal, and who else did he sign? He signed three receivers that hadn't played in a long time. Uh, Bowman,
3: Andreas Bowman. Andreas Bowman,
2: yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, BC did too. We signed that DV that hadn't played in two years either, so I can't really say too much about it. But yeah, Deron Carter. Now, Deron Carter is always a clown show. Um, it doesn't matter where he is, what goes on. He, it's always something that's happening that's a little bit weird. Uh, he can't keep his mouth shut. He can't stay off of Twitter or Instagram or whatever the hell he's on these days. And he's everybody I've... Ever talked to any of the players? Say that he is great in the locker room. He is not a cancer. He's not destructive in the locker room. Everything else,
0: huh.
2: and everybody questions that. But it, nobody has really ever said anything bad about him. So, is this a good move for for Chris Jones? Now, the question is: Is Deron Carter going to be be a receiver?
1: I don't think he is. I think, I think he's Jones
2: is the one who that. made him a beat. Deep deep. What's that? Somebody say something. Well, what's going on? I, I, uh,
1: the, the, from what I read, they're bringing him in as a defensive back. Now, he might see some spot um, spot um, duty at receiver, but I think going back this time, his primary um, function will be to be a defensive back.
2: Well, yeah. You've been quiet in the corner, buddy. I'm yeah, that's how Whenever you spotlight. Whenever
4: whenever you talk about Chris Jones, this guy takes the CFL like a rag. He blows his fucking nose on it. And then he turns around and signs somebody like DeRon Carter. And he signed Manny Arsenault. And he signed Lawler for $300,000 a season.
2: Yeah, I he's, thought about he's, that. He's yeah. Making,
4: He's making a mockery of the C F L once again and the minute he has any success and an NFL team offers him something, he'll be fucking down the road. And he says he's gonna stay there and make a dynasty out of it and he's so full of shit, it hurts. That's I I, I mean, I can't say anything. You know and I've told you guys numerous times, I don't like Chris Jones. I think he's an idiot. And I and I think he he makes a mockery of this league by doing the things he does. So, that's all I have to say on him. I just, I just, I think it's pathetic. So, and, and I don't see how diehard Edmonton fans can even get excited about this. Okay? Because they still don't have a quarterback. Unless you consider, um, Cornelius or or, 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 uh, what's his name? Actually, the guy from name Calgary. What's the guy from Calgary? Arbuckle. Help me Arbuckle. <laughs> Nick Nick Arbuckle. Nick
2: Arbuckle.
4: Yeah, Nick Arbuckle. I mean, you know, he got rid of some good Canadians. He He's fine. Ante leader Milanovic from Calgary today. Remember, Char- or Christopher, you were saying, you don't if you're in Calgary, you don't play for Edmonton. Well, guess what? Now he's playing for Edmonton. Okay. And he's a he's a Canadian guy, so I mean I don't think Calgary was going to sign him because he didn't have much of an upside. But so just you know, we're uh, going to see he, what kind of bullshit he comes up with for the rest of the year, and we'll take it from there. That's all.
2: He he well, apparently so he likes, likes old receivers. So Yeah, he w- likes William, something. At this it's time, really uh, weird. Yes, yes At this time last year, we called the Edmonton Elks to finish last in the Western Division. I
0: don't know. Okay,
2: and 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 the media was saying that oh they're gonna they're 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 gonna be tops of the Western Division and and all of us agreed kind of didn't went where the fuck are you seeing this? Uh, they're gonna be in the basement of the CFL. Do you think that Chris Jones coming in there and making the changes that he has is going to change any of that? No, I don't. I don't. I don't
4: think it's gonna change. I think they're gonna be the laughing stock again. And if not if not even worse than they were last year if that's possible. I mean, you know what? <laughs> well they could have been Ottawa. Play, his defense might play better because he's a defensive specialist, of course. Okay, mm-hmm. but but I mean, uh, fucking Deron Carter hasn't played football for three years. Do, do you think Deron Carter had a good work ethic? What do you think? here what's your opinion of that? Okay, I think he's probably <laughs> been sitting around living off a. Of he played when he felt like stuff. it. That's yeah. about it. So, so I think he and he's I think he he's went three forward. years older now. He's three years older now. So so he'll have a. You know him and Manny Arsenal will will hang out together. I guess, be the old guys. But on the other hand, regardless of how old he is, I know Manny Arsenal will come to camp in shape. I guarantee it. Okay. Oh yeah. But when you're but when you're his age, yeah. I don't know if being in shape is even going to do it for you. So, you know what I mean. Okay.
2: So. I I personally, this year, I I don't think Saskatchewan is that good of a team. I think they they actually overplayed last year, and they, they probably shouldn't have made the playoffs. Now, do I think that Saskatchewan is going to be a bigger train wreck this year than Edmonton Elks? I don't know. It's a tough one. I honestly don't think Craig Dickinson's a coach. I think that the, the biggest problem, I mean, it's no different than when Benny uh, Benavides took over from Wally Buono and he had 13 wins in the first year that he coached. Well, then it went to nine and then it went to six and then he got fired. I, I think Craig Dickinson is the same thing. He took over from Chris Jones and he's going downhill ever since and uh, he's, not, he's not performing. So, Saskatchewan and Edmonton are going. To, are the two going to be fighting for the basement? My call. ICPC I in third between behind Calgary and Winnipeg.
3: The thing, the thing with Chris Jones too is I would bet money on it, but that he is not uh, paying players to the salary cap like i I wouldn't be surprised if Edmonton at the end of the year is over the salary cap. They had the same problems with him in saskatchewan he he's basically he's a known cheater he he's obviously he's done he's had success in lots of places he's went he's also failed boss too but um yeah i, I doubt they're going to be under the salary cap and uh I was actually surprised when looking it up Deron Carter is only thirty years old um Obviously, he hasn't played football in quite a while, but I was I was expecting him to be a lot older. I think it's all going to depend on attitude and whether they'll put up with him. But he, he, I don't know. I, I honestly think compared to bringing back a Bowman or Arsenal, I think Daron Carter, if he has his head screwed on straight, even though he hasn't played football in three years, I think he could be a good defensive back. But I wouldn't have him as a as a receiver. Okay.
2: So, here's here's my question here. He last played for the BC Lions in 2019.
3: Yeah, he hasn't played football. In, yeah, Three years ago. So. Which is a long
4: time. On top of that, you said, if he has his head screwed on straight, has he ever had his head screwed on straight? <laughs>
3: Yeah. That's no. True. No, not really. <laughs> not for a long time. Okay. <laughs> In twenty nineteen,
2: yeah, he he did
3: nothing for BC. So. No, he really fell off the. Cliff I don't know. Maturity
2: yeah. maturity has to have come into him a little bit, and and he may be able to perform. So we'll see what happens. What's the best thing to happen? Okay, now the next one here, which is segment three from uh, Charles. um, Because Charles does my agenda, which is awesome. I'm really happy about that. Uh, Segment three is we're a week into free agency. What has happened at this point? Is this kind of what we're doing? Sudden impact, a team-by-team look at free agency. Da-da-da. Okay, it starts in the West. This is a uh, CFL.ca thing. Uh, there's some big names assigned. Uh, Greg Ellington went to Winnipeg. at Gainey got uh, swapped to Shades of Green. Andrew Harris is now in Double Blue. Jagard Davis is an Argo as well as Brandon Banks. Kenny Lawler went to the Elks. Those are the big headline things out of it. Okay, BC. Okay, BC signed or re-signed two, four, six, eight, 10, 12 players. They got 12 players that came in to the, lead, to the team that were not here last year. Okay, Delvin Bro is the big one. He did not play last year, but everybody else did. Okay, yeah, so 12 new players. And who did BC lo- I mean, yeah, Sean White is a, the kicker. Lucius Purifoy is in there. Michael O'Connor, quarterback, came out of Calgary. David Menard is back home. Matthew Betts. Uh, they 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 signed some decent players. Woody Barron. So I'm kind of I'm pleased with what happened. We lost Adam Konar, Hunter Stewart, Shaq Johnson, and T.R. Tavi. I don't care. We didn't lose anybody. Jr. Tavai. Uh, That's kind of a thing. J.R. Tavai. Uh, In Calgary, Calgary added um, Sean Lemon, who didn't play last year, D.J. Lama, who was with Montreal, Charlie Power, and Eli Buka who was a DB from Saskatchewan. And Charlie Power was not – didn't play last year. So I don't know who or where he came from. But anyhow, uh, they lost a lot of players. They lost Sankey, O'Connor. Uh, you come by Williams, which is like – that kind of thing gets there. Who was your biggest loss, Williams? You're the Calgary guy. Um. In my mind, there's uh,
1: nine guys that left
4: your team. Who's, in who's my the big mind, one? Who's in, the one my mind, in my mind, you can In my mind, you Cam, and and Sankey. To be honest with you, and just so you so know, the two, Charlie. Yeah. Just just you know, Charlie Power was with Calgary last year, but he was hurt all season. Um, and
3: wasn't uh, Sean Lemon
4: there too? And Sean Lemon was there as well. He played the last ten games of the. No, he played all the games with Calgary last year. He got yeah, Jack that's Williams why it says no former
1: team because yeah, they were with Calgary. They didn't. Uh, so the, they're re with Calgary.
4: Okay. They're resigning. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah, you. Those are resigning. Yeah, you, Cambry Williams, because I like offensive He was a good offensive lineman. He's a he's a pretty uh, multi presidential kind of guy, and he was quite good. And once again. John Huffnagle won't pay him money, so they leave. And uh, yeah. And Sankey, Sankey was an American. He was a first-year American middle linebacker, played great. I think he was second or third in the league. But I think Calgary has always had ideas of having a Canadian middle linebacker. That's why they traded for uh, – come on, help me here, Charles. That's why they traded for uh, oh, the Jesus. Canadian guy the Canadian guy, anyways, because that's what they're going with this uh, guy, I'm sure.
3: I'm and trying to so
4: even They didn't even try to hire Sankey because I think he was asking for stupid money and he was a second-year player. You know that's not going to go anywhere with Huff, so. no. Nope. So, and and you know what? We, we in Calgary have learned to deal with these things, even though we like to keep some players around. Huffnagle does what Huffnagle does, and... You can't you can't say anything because he's had a job since two thousand and
1: eight. Okay. Long time veterans here. have trouble getting money out of Huff.
4: Yes, they do. Yes, they do. And Huff has he's always a, said he's
2: the longest senior management in the league. Yeah. And Huff, Huff has always said if you if you are the
4: best at your position and you play play for the Calgary Stampeders, you will not be the highest paid player at your position. Okay? So. Unless you're a quarterback. No, not even. Cause, cause you think he was still behind Mike signed, Riley. He was still behind Mike Riley. He wasn't the highest Mike state. Riley's not playing. No, no. I, we were talking about three I, I, years ago, so. And I don't know if he's the highest yeah, we paid right guys. now. I don't know if he would be the no, highest paid. We, we right got the highest page.
2: So, Yeah, there you go. There you go. Oh, we got back there. Right, right, right. Okay, so moving on to the Edmonton Elks. They brought in 12 players, three of them from Saskatchewan, two from Winnipeg, uh, a couple from Ottawa. Twelve guys came in. Uh, The biggest one would be, of course, Kenny Lawler, wide receiver with a $300,000 contract. I can't believe Chris Jones played that much money for an offensive player. I, I honestly didn't think that he liked offensive players at all. Oh, I, I think, and, I, think uh, gonna be, I think he's going to be the other cornerback with Deron Carter. Okay.
4: <laughs>
2: <Yeah. sighs> could be. Could be. I don't know. And departures. I mean, they lost Greg Ellingson, Kwaku Boateng, Matthew Betts, Dakota Prukop went over to Winnipeg. Uh, Signing Prukop does that mean that uh, Winnipeg has given up on Chris Strebler? What well, does that mean? Yeah, they, I don't they, think Strebler's he would just get
4: back. cut. No, they gave up on the other guy who's the backup. What's his name? Uh,
1: Sean McGuire.
3: Sean McGuire. Sean McGuire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. T- yeah he you oh, actually right retired. He retired. Oh, That's right. To... That's right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's looking into becoming a police officer now. Apparently.
2: Yeah, well, off you go.
3: Okay, now here's another team that
2: didn't fare so well in free agency, and this is why I said I, they're going to end up in the basement of the Western Division. Saskatchewan Rough Riders, the only signing that they really got, I mean, was Dar- Darnell Sankey. Derek Montre, yeah, okay. Uh, Josiah St. John, no, thank you. Wesley Lewis came over from Ottawa, and Justin Herdman-Reed. I mean, that guy's been kicking around the league for a long time. So, I mean, yeah, I don't think Saskatchewan improved their team at all, uh, but Edmonton raped them. Uh, three guys went away, Ed Dainey, uh McCowney-Henry, and Dion Lacey. Uh, Hamilton took one. BC took three, Luchas Purifoy, Kevin Francis, and Isaiah Harker. Calgary even took somebody away from uh, Saskatchewan, Eli Buka. So, I don't know. That's a big loss. I mean, that's a two, four, six, eight. That's nine guys that they lost. Departures, they're calling them. So, yeah, I don't know. I'm calling it. Saskatchewan Rough Riders are going to be down in the basement or close to it. I mean, it's just a happening. Yeah, I think they don't have the best ball. No. And, and I honestly don't like their coaching about it. And I think that's an important part of football. I don't think Craig Dickinson is a head coach. I'm not seeing it. I
3: think he's too soft.
2: I'm I just, think he's
3: too soft on his guys.
2: He wants to be everybody's friend. I don't want a friend. I want a fucking. hold on. Whoa, whoa,
4: whoa, whoa! Wait a minute. I want to talk about Saskatchewan. Okay. I, I still Hang on. Okay,
2: okay, 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 okay. I
4: still don't think Saskatchewan has a has a has a quarterback. Although Phil, Phil Miller would disagree with me. Um, and until they get Cody one, Tony Come on, Cody Come
2: the on. Best quarterback here.
4: Give me a fucking break, okay? Isn't so, he the best
2: guy maybe? ever?
4: Yeah, I think he is. And and I'm sure if he had been in Saskatchewan in two thousand and nine, they
2: wouldn't have had a problem, okay? Two thousand and nine? Oh who? Bill Miller was there or
4: Cody Fajardo. No. <laughs> Cody, he, can count to 12. he can count to twelve,
2: okay? It was special teams. He wouldn't have been on the field.
4: Yeah, but he could have still counted, okay, because nobody else could.
2: Well, I know the Cavus Reed was counting, so was Paul LaFleese, and they were jumping up and down throwing things on the sidelines, and it didn't work. (laughs) It just counted too late. Actually, one of them was up in the spotter's booth. That was Paul LaFleese, wasn't he, through the clipboard?
3: Yes, yeah, he was up top.
2: Yeah. Okay, so we're going to move over to Winnipeg now, the defending Grey Cup champions, and they picked up Greg Ellington, wide receiver. I think that's a pretty good pickup for uh, uh, Zach Galeros. Uh, Mm -hmm. Tiguan Glass, Brandon Alexander was a re-sign, and Dakota Prukop is their quarterback backup behind Cody. Yeah, okay. I don't think any of those were massive signings, although Winnipeg basically tied up all of their superstars prior to that. Who did they lose? They lost Kenny Lawler. They lost Toby Antigua, Andrew Harris, Steven Richardson, Darvin Adams, and Alden Darby. Darvin Adams is going to hurt. I think Andrew Harris, the loss of Andrew Harris is going to hurt them. Uh, Kenny Lawler, The number one quarterback or receiver in the league last year. That's just a fact. So, I don't know. Charles, Winnipeg, yay or nay? Did they improve? Did they get better? Did they stay the same? Did they fall backwards?
1: I would say that Winnipeg has slightly fallen backwards. I don't think it's a huge fall. I still think they're a very good football team. But to lose guys like Kenny Lawler, Andrew Harris, Stephen Richardson, Darvin Adams, those are key guys in your team. And maybe you could say they replaced Kenny Lawler by bringing in um, Greg youngston, but Stephen Richard was, uh, a stalwart on their, um, was a stalwart on their offensive line. Andrew Harris was still probably one of the premier running D-line. backs, even though he slowed down – excuse me, D-line, sorry – Andrew Harris, uh, still probably one of the uh, top um, running backs in the league, even though um, he is uh, on the backside of his career. They do have two very capable running backs in uh, Brady Oliveira and um, Johnny Augustine, who neither one of them individually, I would say, is at the caliber of Andrew Harris. But combined, I think those guys can pick up the slack. Uh I like I said, I think the bombers have slightly uh regressed, but not substantially. They're still I think one of the top top teams in the league, maybe still the top team in the league, until somebody knocks them off.
2: Hundred percent. Hundred percent. William, what's your thoughts on the Winnipeg blue bombers over there? You know what, I, I think they've uh
4: I don't think they've taken a step backwards to be honest with you. I mean, if you think about it, um, Garvin Adams left, but Ellington came in. That's a wash. Um, you know what? I think you can find defensive linemen everywhere. So you just 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 sign another big fat guy. Okay, it's that simple. Um, um, Andrew Harris, it was time to go. I'm sorry, it was time to go because cause he is uh, he is on a trail of injury. And I think, uh, like I said before, me and Christopher can run behind that offensive line and still be successful because that's an awesome offensive line. So I think that's a wash, too. I don't. I don't. I still pay to see that.
2: I did, don't think I, they've lost did, a step. Just for the record, I don't run. Okay,
4: I don't yeah, run well, anywhere. Yeah, but but behind that offensive line, you don't have to run. You just got to walk behind them. Okay, they're like a bulldozer. Okay. That simple. Okay. I'm just
2: just making a point here. I don't run.
4: Christopher, I'm three hundred pounds. Do you think I fucking run? Come on.
2: Anyway. Um,
4: I I don't think they why will. are we doing I, the show I, I think,
2: Tuesday night, not Wednesday night?
4: What do you mean? Because why are we Charles doing did, the
2: show tonight on Tuesday instead of normally on Wednesday? Charles, what do what you would to be Look at What? No, it's me. It's because of me we changed this. Wednesday night, right. I have an MRI. me. <laughs> I don't you run. Have a, you have, oh, you have a bad knee. Okay, whatever.
4: Anyways, um, you should look on MCL. Instagram. If you have a bad knee, you should look on Instagram, and you should follow the knees over toes guy. Okay? Awesome. Awesome stuff. Anyways, um, I don't think Winnipeg has lost the death. Mm-hmm. I think... Other teams have gotten better. So they will probably get a run for their money this year. We'll see. So there you go.
2: I don't think anybody was able to chase them last year. I think Winnipeg hit the ground running and everybody else was still on lag time from the year off. And I think that that's what made Winnipeg as dominant as what they were. I don't think they were as good a football team as as the Winnipeg fans believe that they had. I just think the other teams just suck because of whatever different reasons. Winnipeg just hit the ground running. Now, Rudy, this is your team. You have to step up and talk about the Winnipeg Blue Bombers right now, and I'm talking a little bit longer so that you can get a little bit of thoughts together and then spout it out. So go now.
3: Yeah, with uh, with Winnipeg in the off season, um, I think they lost a few key players. But as will and most Calgary Stampeders fans would say, like in Huff they trust. And same thing in Winnipeg, Walters has been a great GM ever since he's got here. I think a lot of these guys are replaceable. Um, I, I'm. He paid two hundred twenty-five thousand
2: dollars for a kicker.
3: Still under the salary cap.
2: But yeah, he paid two hundred and twenty-five thousand dollars for a kicker. He's, he's you're saying he's did amazing things. This they won the either. Grey
1: Cup with him, so why not? I
2: don't it's think they weird, did. Did they? Was he there then? Yes. Last time he Go ahead, Rudy. Continue. I'm sorry. In
4: 2019, he
2: was. Yeah. Oh. Yes, he was. Oh, hang on. We lost the Rudy guy. Uh-oh. He put a one in front of it. Don't put a one in front of it. He got, you got excited.
4: We're going to have He got excited because you tried to argue <laughs> with him, okay? You said take it
2: easy. So take it uh, easy, oh, sir. I'm sorry. Okay. Give uh, it to it me. or not. We'll see.
1: Yeah.
3: Yeah. Yeah. On. Okay, okay. okay. So hey, yeah, hey, no, Rudy, I I you back.
0: This.
3: Yeah, yeah, I actually I accidentally ended it. Um, no, I'd never pay that much for a kicker. But um no, basically, uh the whole thing with Andrew Harris, the Winnipeg fans that are actually logical are more than happy that they've moved on from them. I've actually seen guys on Facebook say that Walter should be fired for not re signing him. The way I look at it, it's either set yourself up for the next 3, five, ten years or set yourself up for next year. Uh, Andrew Harris, don't get me wrong, he's a great football player. He's fun to watch. I've never really liked his whole personality and how he handles himself. Uh, I, don't, I think he honestly has one year left in this league. He claims to say that now that he's playing on grass, he's got two, three years left. Um, the Greg Ellinson signing, I think that's a good signing to help replace Lawler and Adams what I'm sick of people saying is that he's going to fully replace the guy like Adams when Adams became a third, fourth guy, but Adams is to me he's one of the better receivers in the league at blocking. Not, not like in general, but just strictly at blocking where Ellingson's more of a possession guy. Um, yeah. To me, everyone else can be replaceable. To me, the biggest loss honestly is uh, Steven Richardson. I'd like to also add in that the Bombers just recently re-signed Dietrich Nichols who was the all-star defensive back last season but um, I think uh, what Christopher was saying about uh, all the other teams weren't as good last year the big thing with Winnipeg is they had a lot of roster continuality which um, I think played a big part in that and a lot of other teams had a lot of turnover last year so I, like, I don't think they're going to be a shoo-in to win the Grey Cup or anything. I do think they will fight for that first, second place in the division. But um, other teams should be a lot better. And the one thing I will say, though, is I've been watching the CFL since 2005, and I've never seen a better defense than the Bombers defense last year. Good. And I'm not saying that just because I'm a Bombers fan. Their defense was – I've seen way better offenses, but their defense last year was a lesser. Sorry, 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 hate to interrupt, but you're also 24 years old, right? Mm-hmm. I, yeah, long. I haven't been watching <laughs> the league as long as you guys. I I, I don't know, but name a name a There's name the, a better defense in the last fifteen years though. You know what I mean? Like their their defense is good.
1: Oh, well, absolutely, it was.
3: Rick Jones had a pretty amazing defense in Saskatchewan. He did. He did. But, no, I, I think these guys are replaceable for the most part. And even Darvin Adams, like, he was always my favorite receiver. So, I'm, like, I am a little bit of a Darvin Adams homer, but he's getting up there in age now. Um, to me, yeah, honestly, the biggest loss is Steven Richardson, which you can obviously you can find another defensive lineman. Uh, Will, there, if there's one thing I'd add, if there was one guy that I would have overpaid to keep in Calgary his whole career is Stanley Bryant, Jr.,
2: I don't. Know. We lost
1: William. No, we
2: didn't.
4: No, no, yeah, we, I, 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 no, no, I, I, I no, no, I agree. I agree. But uh, like I said, Calgary doesn't overpay anybody. It doesn't matter how good you are. Okay, they just don't do it. They yeah, never did, it and, never I, I, that's awesome. and I think, and I think that's why they're continuously good all the time.
3: Exactly. Oh, they are. Huff, to me. Huff's been the best GM in the league over the last few decades by far. Yeah, but my
4: biggest worry is Huff is getting really, really long in the tooth, and I'm thinking, yeah,
3: I don't know how much longer he's going to be around.
4: We'll see. We'll see. That's been has been
3: around for a while. I think he's going to be there until so, they tell him to leave, honestly. Well, no, but you see, the thing you got to understand with Huff is that
4: it doesn't matter if you're the head coach. It doesn't matter if you're the... The bottle. What Huff says goes, and I still guarantee you, he picks the lineups every week. He does all kinds of things every week. Okay, so I'm just hoping some guys get from underneath his thumb down the road. We'll see, because he can't do this forever. That, as that's much as we'd like of, him to, we'd like it. We, we can't problem. do it forever. Uh, I do too. That's a not, huge problem. Not, not
3: to get like, management. Not to get sidetracked Sorry. on the the show topics or anything, but the one question I have, Will, do you think? So the whole thing with Hoff and not ever overpaying guys, is that a Hoff thing or is that an ownership thing in Calgary? Like if if say if Hoff oh, wasn't Huff. there, like what? I'm, what like what, does Calgary spend right to the cap? No, every no, year no. That, that's,
2: that's John Hoffman. 100 percent, John Hoffman. And he, yeah. he was trained by Wally Buono.
4: Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that is true. And 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 you know what? The, the the Flames own the Stampeders. They got all kinds of money now, but Huff still doesn't spend money. Okay? He never has. He never will. Okay, it makes sense.
1: Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, it's worked because no, he won just... several Grey Cups.
3: Yeah.
4: Yeah, a couple. That's for sure.
3: But no, not when up with Winnipeg with Winnipeg I don't think they got any worse but I don't think they really got any better next year but I don't know I think they're still going to be a really really good team
2: and I agree uh, I don't think they're going to be as good a team as what they were yeah they're still the top in the league yes
4: yeah but I also I also after two years you still don't have the hunger that you had in the first year. Okay? And
3: that might be
4: their downfall, but who knows. You never know. And I mean, once again, I hate to say this and I don't like to dwell on these things, but Zach Calaris Zach Colaris is one hit away from being out forever.
1: So True? Yep. That's why they built that off that's, that's Calaris. Why I
2: Zach Caleros is the best quarterback in the CFL and has been for many, 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 many years. He's just been injured.
3: And honestly, I'd agree, Christopher. And I honestly didn't think that until I got to see him play so much while he's healthy. But uh, I always thought I always thought Mike Riley or even Mitchell was the guy. But a healthy Zach Caleros, is—he's insane when he's healthy. But, yeah, that's another thing. Yeah, he's one hit away from his career being over. And, I mean, a lot of people didn't want it. And I don't even know if they had the cap space available. But that's why I wanted them to sign Trevor Harris so bad, just as insurance, which obviously it didn't happen. But I haven't watched Dakota pre-cup a lot or whatever his name is. But uh, he at least has some playing experience. Like, if Zach Caleros got injured last year, McGuire would have been the starter. And I can guarantee you Winnipeg would not have won the Grey Cup. Yeah, but you can say that with most teams in the CFL
4: if their second string is the starter, they're not going to win the Grey Cup. Yeah. With the exception of Hamilton last year. Okay.
3: Yeah, well. But now Montreal Montreal now has two quarterbacks that are actually capable of being starters. I'm, they're not the best starters in the league, but they're both capable of being starters. Yes. And, and they didn't play t- pay
2: Trevor Harris too much. I don't think they would be paying no. uh, Dakota Krukop uh, that much less than that because Trevor Harris is only making $125,000 a year with bo- bonus incentives to two hundred grand. That's if he plays. Right. right? So more and than I likely, think he's going to come Trevor in that Harris. one and
3: a quarter range. Yeah. I think the thing with Trevor Harris is he's just so waiting that would- to see what happens. Either – either hoping that Adams goes down waiting. with the with injury. Pardon?
2: I said, what, no, because he signed with Montreal. He's not waiting for things to happen. Uh, he's yeah, That was just all that was available to him.
3: Yeah, no, no, I know. But, like, what I'm saying, like, I'm, I'm pretty sure, like, he's either, if uh, Bernie Adams goes down, he'll either be the starter or – if everything yeah. falls apart in B.C., I wouldn't be surprised if he tries landing there, like after, say, week two, three, four.
4: But you know what? I can't remember. What was, what was uh, Montreal's quarterback injury last year? What happened to him? What was his injury? Does anybody remember? Uh, was it-, it was an man?
0: injury.
2: Will. A knee. What was it?
3: Hello? It- it was a knee.
0: It
3: was, was an it arm not injury. Adam? I thought it was. A shoulder. I'm pretty sure it was an arm injury.
1: I thought it was I like a shoulder, shoulder injury. injury.
3: And shoulder injuries are tricky. So you never know,
1: especially never for a know, quarterback. Maybe,
4: maybe that's why Montreal, why Montreal signed Harris, was maybe they're not 100% sold on, uh, on uh, the other guy right now because of his shoulder. You never know.
3: that's so, splits. It was definitely something with no. his arm because he was walking around the sidelines in a swing. Yeah. So. Yeah. Right. It's a it was his left
2: shoulder. It was not his throwing arm.
3: Yeah, that is cracked. Yeah. Oh, okay. <clears throat> oh, okay. Maybe I'm um, well, It was not his throwing well arm.
2: It was his left sh- he had a left shoulder injury and he was uh when was this uh He got sent to the 6th game injury list on october twelfth twenty twenty one that doesn't make sense it was well it was right at the end of the the thing right end of the season it was
0: yeah
3: so. yeah there was there wasn't very many games left when it happened so
2: yeah, I guess maybe they don't know how he's doing. Well, see but, that but I'm, we, I, I, I'm I'm confused, well, Rudy. Rudy, I'm confused on. Sorry, Charles. Just for a second here, before I lose this thought, I, I am old. Remember, Ru, Rudy? You you made a comment that you said you're waiting. Trevor Harris is waiting to see if in the in week one or two the QB experiment in BC doesn't doesn't win. He's under contract yeah. in Montreal. How would that matter? Well, he just asked for a trade out of there. If BC was willing well, to Well, he's him. at the mercy of Montreal. I would, if I was Montreal, I would yeah. let him go. I, that, I signed him for oh. a reason.
3: Yeah, that's true. I don't know. It's either that or just hopefully, I mean, you obviously want your team to do well, but at the back of his mind, I guarantee you that guy wants to be a starter again. Well, of course he does. So
2: maybe, yes, you could be correct. He could be mm-hmm. expecting Vernon Adams not to be able to be ready to go for the for the beginning of the season. And if he goes in there and starts winning, then he doesn't get told Vernon Adams comes back. He's, you know, why would you take out a winning quarterback at that point in time? So he believes in his mind that he is able to take the Montreal Alouettes to the golden land. Uh, Right. But he's not sitting there looking at what other teams are doing and what's going to happen because he's focused on Montreal right now. Or he wouldn't have signed that contract and Montreal wouldn't have signed it with him. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. So he's mm-hmm. he he's an
0: uh, alouette
4: for the season. Well, and on top of that, and I Mon- do believe there's more there's more there's more hookers and blow in Montreal too, so <laughs> <laughs> true story. And
3: true just for the record too. Montreal's great Montreal. party down. Montreal has already Montreal has already came out and said that uh, Vernon Adams Jr. will be the opening day, day one starting quarterback. So uh, we'll see what happens. Yeah, BC Lions said
2: that about Mike Riley too. Uh, Charles, you were going to say something there. What was it? I I, I jumped in front of you.
1: You know what? I
2: honestly don't remember. You forgot we started talking about the
1: uh, you old son see, of I'm a not kid. the I'm not the youngest man anymore see what happens They start forgetting stuff
2: <laughs> I love it okay Jeez. uh do we want to do the uh the second half of this but uh, where are we here Oh, my daughter is sending me things. Uh, we've got the Hamilton Tiger Cat, the Eastern Division coming up. Do you want to do this, continue with this free agency thing, or do you want to go somewhere else for a while and come back to it?
1: Whatever Everyone else is. Do you want to just keep going? We can just keep going. We've already started it, so we may as well just keep going as we're going.
4: Might as well keep going. East isn't going to take very long.
2: Okay, so the ha- <laughs> the Hamilton Tiger Cats brought in a few people. Uh, they re-signed Ted Laurent and uh, Jamal Roll. Uh, they brought in uh, Richard Leonard and Micah Johnson, Calgary and Saskatchewan, respectively. T.R. Trevi, J.R. Trevai from B.C., Darby from uh, Winnipeg, and Alex Fontana from Ottawa. Well, now here's the big kicker. They lost. <laughs> Two, four, six plus... Six players to Ottawa and two Toronto. Two to Toronto. Easy for you to say. Um, yeah, they, Jeremiah Mazzoli, Jaguar Davis, Lorenzo Mullen, uh, Darius Turacco, Jackson Bennett. I hate these names. And Brandon Banks, Jalen Jack- Ackland. So they they took a departure. I don't think what who they signed. I like the Micah Johnson sign. I, I, I I'm kind of a Micah fan a little bit, um, but overall, I don't think Hamilton is as good a team this year as they were
3: last. It's not on there, Christopher. But didn't they bring in Lamar Durant, your your favorite receiver?
2: They did that before free agency. That's why it's not on here.
1: Yeah, it makes sense.
2: Uh,
1: and, but the, yes, but you're right, they did bring in Lamar
2: and I, and I told him that that was a good signing.
3: No, I don't either. I think he's uh, injury prone and has seen his day. Yep. Connor percent William, we got By the way, to that the Peterman
4: signing. Cats here. From... Go ahead, you're talking. Go
3: keep talking. Go ahead, keep talking. Oh, uh, uh, he... Peterman signing. That Peterman signing from uh, Ottawa. I watched him a little bit in his rookie season in Winnipeg. He'll be a good replacement for Lamartine. He's a Canadian and uh, he's young. And he doesn't get injured. You're back talking about BC. Yes, he is.
4: But I would okay. agree with what he just said. Anyway, go I ahead. I what he just said. Anyways, mm-hmm. Hanson,
1: you know what? Okay. I,
4: I, I mean, bottom line, you know what? Sparky's always flapping his lips on our, on our chat room about Calgary didn't sign this game, Calgary didn't sign that guy. And I said to him one day, but guess what? Calgary did not win the Grey Cup last year. Neither did Hamilton, so you have to make some changes. And they've more or less stuck with the same squad. They've more or less stuck with the same squad for two years. The only one that I think will hurt is Jagerin Davis, because I believe that he's the best defensive lineman in the CFL. Um, But they also picked up Mika Johnson, so you're not going to run up the middle on Hamilton this year. I guarantee it. Okay, So... Yeah, they made no. some changes, and and hopefully it'll help them a little bit. So we'll see. And I and I also wonder, if it's gonna improve Dane Evans if he doesn't have Jeremiah Mazzoli in the background, who can take over at any second. I wonder if that will make a difference. That always now happens. he knows now he knows it's his team. You know, put up or shut up. Let's see if he got it or not.
1: Go ahead. That could be a help because it, it ne- takes the pressure I'm off
2: I'm never comfortable with a team That has two good quarterbacks I've never seen that work out well You know, we're sitting there going Oh yeah, the best one-two punch in the league Was Hamilton Tiger Cats It it, it it's, it's more of a curse than it is anything else Well so. You
1: say that, but look at I mean, they were within a minute A few minutes of winning the Cup last year and one of the reasons why is because Dane Evans got knocked out of the Grey Cup game, and they were able to bring in Jeremiah Mazzoli uh, to close the game out. Yeah. So.
3: And he almost won it. That's what I'm worried about he with is. Dane Evans. Dane Evans has Evans never – like I've always thought he was a good quarterback since he entered the league, but whenever – he's been in the big dance twice now, and he hasn't looked good both times.
2: That's a
1: fair comment. Well, it
2: is. But I'm not a big fan of the Hamilton Tiger Cats right now. I The only reason why Hamilton is in the Grey Cup the last two or three years is because the rest of the Eastern Division sucks so bad. It's not that Hamilton has been a stellar team.
1: <laughs> no, they have Yeah, I, in 2021, I mean, or sorry, in 2019,
2: 2019, they were the number one team in the CFL. But that's because they got the beat up on Ottawa and Montreal. You get more wins. From, yes, Hamilton was the only team that, that beat every team in the league, including every Western team. But, I mean, BC and Edmonton sucked. The Eastern Division sucked really bad. So it's not hard to be the best Eastern team. I, I don't think they're as good a team this year as they were last. If be gonna be better, year, is Toronto going to be one. better? You don't know. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna deal with Donovan Bennett at the end here. Yep. Yeah. Make, sure, make sure I, I don't run out of time on that, cause that I want to talk team. about him. You did. You did. You had to. You had to. I needed it. <clears throat> okay. Jumping over to the Montreal Alouette, William, one of your second favorite team here, or third favorite team. Third favorite team. Uh, they signed some, just uh, uh, Mayala from Calgary, uh, Chardon from Ottawa. They re-signed a couple of their players, including Trevor Harris, who was actually out in free agency and came back. And they brought in Vincent uh, Desjardins, from Calgary, a D lineman. So they did fairly well, but they lost a chunk of people, but again they weren't that good. So losing some people, some players isn't so bad. Um looking at B- BJ Cunningham Tiguan uh, Glass, Woody Barron, Woody Barron, Ty Cranston. Ottawa was the biggest thief from the Montreal Alouette, taking four players.
3: BC with a pair.
2: Okay, William, what's your call on the Montreal Alouette? Good, bad, yeah. improved? No, I, I, I think they,
4: you know what? You had Vernon Adams as your quarterback, who I like. And then you more or less signed yeah. uh, Trevor Harris for next to nothing, if you think about it. Okay? And if yeah. he plays, he's going to make money, and you're going to have to pay him. And if he doesn't play, you've got a competent backup sitting on your bench. Um, can't really yeah. fault him for that. Uh, no. So no, no. I, I think you can tweak any team in the East a little bit, and then they have a chance of winning the East. Because, like you said, the East is not that strong. Okay, so maybe one team, one player makes that much of a difference. Um, you know, they still have a great running game. I, I think they're going to be. I think they're going to be first or second in the East as always. So, who knows? And and once again, um, Herky Mayala is a. Last year he was a second-year player in the CFL and he's a Canadian receiver. He's pretty fast and he's not a bad receiver. Um my 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 buddy's uh father, Colton Hunch's father, is pretty happy because him and Hergie uh were Canadian receivers, so his son is probably gonna get more playing time this year. So we shall see. Um but yeah, Montreal, you know what, Montreal's they have still have a good coaching staff. I I would be curious to see if they don't play well this year. If uh, if our buddy, oh my God, why can't I remember his name? Montreal's head coach. I don't know if he'll have a The Kahari dad. Jones. If Kahari, going, Kahari Jones. Do well, this year, if they don't do well this year, because I still think, um, oh my God, the French guy, his goal is to be the head coach there as well as
1: the general manager.
4: So we shall see. McCoachy.
1: We shall see.
4: Danny Machocha. Danny Machocha. I, I can't stand the guy, but and I know he wants to be the head coach as well. So we shall see.
2: Anyways, go ahead. unlike Jim Pop, I think he might actually be able to coach. Um, anything, Charles, you got anything to say about the Montreal Alouettes?
1: Just as that, I'm wondering how short the leash is on um, Vernon Adams. If he struggles out of the gate early in the season, how quickly, I mean, speaking of uh, Kari Jones, he's always been that uh, Vernon uh, Vernon Adams is his guy. He's got a very capable backup in, yeah. in, um, in uh, Trevor Harris. Will he be reluctant still to pull the plug on him if if uh, Vernon Adams struggles? I'm interested to see that because Vernon and, Adams and has always been Corey Jones' guy. Yeah, that's another good question. So that's a interesting one for me. That's one one of the main things I'm going to look to see if he struggles. How quickly does um, does uh, Trevor Harris come in?
2: Mm-hmm. I just thought I just who, of something. You know, Chris Jones. Go ahead, Jones.
1: Uh-huh. I, I was just seen, saying, again, I just saying. Yeah, I think it's kind of just this uh, kind of a make-make or break season for the AL.
2: I, I think you're right. Okay, now this is the the kind of the funny one. We're gonna.
3: Rudy, do you have anything on Montreal there? Sorry,
2: I forgot about you there.
3: <clears throat> no, I'm good. You no, know, that's fine. Uh, no, you guys covered it, basically. I don't have a lot to say on Montreal. I agree with what Charles said. I think this is the big make or break season for them. They got a lot of roster continuality for the most part at teams, which could be good. They got their two top receivers back. But I don't know. I expect them to finish first or second in the East. And, yeah, if they have a bad year, I think a lot of stuff could be getting shooken up there. That's all I got on them. Okay,
2: so the words of wisdom of William, okay, our dear friend William, was to Sparky that if you didn't win the cup, you need to make changes because you weren't good enough. Okay? So Ottawa Redblacks finished last in the league, and they cleaned house not only in the front office but the entire, fucking near the entire team okay they signed 20 free agents okay 20 free agents three of them were actually re-signed so they had three of them last year but they brought in 17 new players that's huge and they brought in some good people, too. I mean, they brought in William Powell from Saskatchewan. Darvin Adams. R.J. Harris. They did bring in Jeremiah Mazzoli. Didn't they? Yeah. Where is he? Oh, yeah. He's at the he top. He's he hiding. Jalen you know, B.J. Cunningham. And they, they've yeah and Shaq Johnson too, I mean they literally for their offenses here. It's just all here. uh they didn't sign no they signed three alignments, not as many as I thought, but so be it um they they sent away two four six seven seven players, of which I think only a couple are going to make any difference to them. No, I'm um, – Ottawa made themselves better in free agency and not a little bit. They made themselves a better team. They made themselves competitive in the Eastern Division. On paper, anyway. Did they make themselves competitive in the league? I don't know yet. any thoughts on Ottawa Rudy jump up
3: uh, the, the thing with Ottawa I I think as many as big names or good players they signed a big thing in the CFL is uh, having like getting used to your roster basically and continuality like they could be a good team but I think it's going to take a year or two to come together and they need to stick with it like I honestly, I think they have some, they look really good now on paper, but I don't think they're going to have that good of a season. I just think it's so many new players plugged into different positions with different Like, um, the, I think they're going to be better than last year, but it's not that hard considering how bad they were. But uh, I don't expect them to be that great, honestly.
0: Okay.
1: Well firstly for me, we go on well.
4: I was personally, for
1: me, well. no, ahead, I, say, personally, for me uh, I do think Ottawa is going to be better a better team this year. I mean Les patriots they really can't be any worse. They were pretty bad last year uh, last few years, uh, they brought in some very good football players. My biggest question is who in the Eastern Division are they going to be better than? Are they gonna be better than Ottawa? Or Hamilton, sorry. Are they gonna be better than Montreal? Are they gonna be better than Toronto? Uh I think those are all good te- you know, pretty decent teams too, and I think they're teams that have uh that have somewhat uh improved. So I don't know. Um what um, what we're thinking here may be right. I mean, maybe improved. Uh But it's hard when you bring in a lot of new players, and they've rebuilt at minimum half their team. they brought in a lot of players to get them all to gel uh, all at once. That's quite a task. Um, Yeah, so... Rudy said it too. I mean, just bringing in a lot of the players isn't just always enough. There's other factors to go into that. So uh, I do think Ottawa is going to be better. But uh, how big it's going be, I think, it's a, a way to see at this point.
2: Um, yeah. Okay. William.
0: You know what,
4: the nice thing about the CFL, and I've said this numerous times, is you can be in the shitter one year and you can go rise right to the top the next year, okay? And, I mean, Ottawa realized they were horrible, and they made a whole bunch of changes, and I agree with Rudy that it takes time to gel, but some teams do it quicker than other teams. But I think the biggest problem with Ottawa is... They have Jeremiah Mazzoli and I am not a Jeremiah Mazzoli fan and I don't think he is ever gonna take a team and win the Grey Cup. He could prove me wrong, but I just I just don't see it. And uh No. He, he, he's so we'll not,
2: but he's he's competent and capable. But I mean, let's face it, to to to,
4: to win or to to be Respected in the East, all you got to do is win eight games, okay? And that's not that much of a stretch, to be honest I know. with you. So they could go from bottom to top. It just depends. I mean, look at how look at how Hamilton started last year. Hamilton started shit last year. They weren't very good at the beginning of the year, and they ended up with the Great Cup. So, like I said, the East has always been a crapshoot, and it always will be a crapshoot. And Ottawa could be first place, or they could be last place. Who knows? Will they win more? What did they win last year? Two games or four games? Two. I think, they won I think twice. two games. Two. They were okay. two and twelve. So, so it's not it's not hard to improve on that
2: record. Both against Edmonton.
4: Right. It's not That's hard right. to beat well, yeah, And this year, so this year, the way it's looking, maybe they'll have two wins against Edmonton and two wins against Saskatchewan. You never know. Um... But yeah, it, you, it can can do that. you can double their production. You can do that in the east, man. You can really it's it's easy to do. So we'll see what happens. I mean, I I think I think they're gonna be lacking one thing for sure, because you know, they did they did release Dominic Davis, okay. And we know yep. he was their premier quarterback. <laughs> and and where, did he, <laughs> he where did he end up? He ended up in Saskatchewan, didn't he? <laughs> Saskatchewan someone actually oh. signed someone actually signed that guy. No. That unbelievable.
2: Well, yeah. Hamilton. Montreal. Did. Montreal,
4: Montreal was not it? Where did he sign? I don't know where he signed. Where did he sign?
2: Hamilton.
4: Did he? Okay. Oh, that's right. Hamilton, Hamilton. signed him. The back up Dane Evans. So once again, it proves my point. Dane Evans isn't gonna have to worry about anybody coming off the bench to take his place. No, because it's not going to be Dom Davis. Sorry.
2: Yeah, understand
3: that. No, Davis got signed by Montreal guys.
1: Yeah, down he's right.
3: Why would and,
1: you uh, no, I, Are you sure? No, I think it was Hamilton. Wasn't it?
3: Well, I thought that's where Schiltz went from Montreal. Montreal's backup who stepped in before they got uh, Trav or Harris. Uh, I'm
1: just looking it up right now. I
3: I don't think it was. If you
1: if uh, you look it up,
3: uh, two weeks ago Montreal Alouettes have signed. It's on three down. No, yeah, go, no but... you're right.
1: It is. You're right. It is. John McCabe is signed in Montreal. You're correct about that. Yeah, but now he's,
3: like he's top number, top. number three
4: now.
1: Guy,
2: yeah, that's right. He's I think I saw the now. Hamilton. Yeah, in Hamilton.
1: No, I just looked it up. here. My bad. Um, he's correct. Uh, Rudy's correct. It is uh, Montreal.
2: Okay. Ham- okay. Hamilton my bad. Does Schilt, so Schilt. then, who did Hamilton punch? Oh, Max Schlitz. Schlitzer, Schlitz, whatever. Schlitz is Schlitz. Yeah. Schlitz. Yeah.
3: That beer. Schlitz malt liquor. That's your He's action. really the
1: Schlitz.
2: Yeah. It'll give you the Schlitz. Okay. Okay. My bad. Okay. Uh, that was. Who, who are we talking about there? Where did they go? Um, oh, that's all of them. That's all the teams. They're over. We are finished no, talking that's about... not
4: over. Did we talk about yeah. Toronto?
2: Oh, no, we got to do Toronto. Toronto. Yeah. Toronto. Okay. Toronto. Toronto went off and signed some big-name players. Give At least a couple. Three. Jagard Davis, Andrew Harris, Brandon Banks, and a bunch of little guys. Uh, Justin Lawrence from Calgary. Uh, They improved their team. Hmm. Levi Knoll is the only guy that they lost, only guy that anybody else signed. Toronto was an interesting team last year in the fact that They did well, but they shouldn't have, or they should have done better. Did they make themselves better? I think they did. What what, what if we called the Eastern Division Toronto-Ottawa-Hamilton-Montreal? No, you can't do that. Montreal-Toronto-Hamilton-Ottawa? Oh, I don't know about that. It's a crapshoot. It's tough to do. call. That's the worst. It's not. It is. It's it's very tough. You can't ignore Toronto. You can't ignore Montreal. Hamilton's always been there, and Ottawa trying to get themselves a little stronger.
1: But here's the question: Are we they might really, have really good?
2: good or or... To agree with. The...
1: Just are they, they, are good they really good or are they really medio or
2: are they all mediocre? They're all mediocre. I I believe there's more parity. Does that make sense? Yep. Yeah. Okay. We're finished with that. So BC lions team that I like to talk about the most, did something this year that no other team had done. They had signed two Canadian quarterbacks. I don't know if that's happened in my lifetime. Not only just signed them, but one of them is going to be the starter. I don't think that's happened in my lifetime. I honestly don't. I cannot think of another team that had two Canadian starting quarterbacks, or one two, quarterbacks in the, in the CFL. I mean, the last time that there was a starting quarterback in the CFL was Russ Jackson. And he didn't have a Canadian backup. So, on the line of from the BC Lions, today they announced Tanya Walter is the first female assistant coach, full-time assistant coach, in CFL history, are these progressive moves by the Lions going to pay off, or are they going to bite them in the ass? They're going to grab a tiger by the tail. I don't know. What was that, Big Sigh, William? What do you think of this female coach? You don't care? Do I push the little I mean, bell button?
4: I'm, I I'm gonna get you guys in trouble, so all I'm gonna say is I don't really I don't really care. I don't really care. Okay?
3: You know how you don't she,
4: think she, should she, be in football. No, she knows her stuff. Hey, more power to her. Give her a shot. You never know, right? Okay. But I, I just okay, good, I, don't good, think, good. I don't think you should make a big deal of it. Okay? That's
2: all. I, I don't think it should have made news. No, me either. We signed an assistant defensive coach. So what? Every every team in the league signed a, a defensive assistant. Why did this one make the news? Because it was female. Because she's female. Yes. Yep. The, the same the same reason. That's not that defense. The
4: same reason that defensive end made the news four or five years ago in the CFL. I can't even remember his name, Michael somebody other because he was gay. Okay. I, I don't think it's a news story.
2: Just saying. I I don't disagree with you, but we're going to ask Charles. What's your take on this one? I'm just personally
1: interested. I mean, certainly, if she can coach, I, the, anyone who can coach, uh, if they can help our team, I don't care if you're male or female or you know an alien. If you're going to coach, you're going to help our team. I'm glad to have you on the team. So uh, this woman is um, uh, what's her name, Tanya, has been involved in football at various levels in other spots. So uh, yay, they've hired her now. Let's let's see um, let's see what she can do.
2: I I don't disagree. In fact, I do agree with it. I'm just always looking at the fact that we bring somebody in and depending on what her position is, does she have enough experience for that position? And I have to ask. And my
4: question is, was there a man out there who was more qualified? I guarantee you there was. Okay? So... Maybe he got her for the right price. Who knows?
2: Yeah, that's that's possible.
4: Because there is that management salary I would cap, right there. Or...
2: They 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 bought brought her in because of uh, uh, celebrity a, status, a or, thing. or that's not the right term that I'm looking for here. But you know, just to make news, to get more fans in the stands for whatever reason they did it. Is it, it's the same reason why they they hired, what's his name? Johnny Manziel. Right? Is it just, is it a publicity stunt? That's my question. Is it a publicity, publicity, Jesus, I can't
4: talk. Publicity. publicity (laughs) Mm
2: -hmm. Publicity stunt. Yeah, one of them. And I hope not. I hope they actually hired her because she can coach football. Yep. Okay, Rudy, do you have anything to add?
3: <laughs> no, I don't want to talk too much on that subject. You guys pretty much covered it. Um, yeah, if she can coach, she can coach. Other than that, it really, hopefully it isn't a publicity thing, but the way the world is nowadays, it could be, so... I don't know.
4: We'll I mean, see majority, what will happen. The more majority of coaches that we see nowadays have playing experience at the professional level, and so on and so forth. She, there is no professional level for women. I, I tend to wonder if no. this is a politically correct thing again. Um, just like, Probably. just like in, the, just like in the NFL right now, they're pushing to hire more uh african-american head coaches okay i i i hate the race Out. thing because i hate the racing because i think it should be the best person qualified for the job black white purple yellow orange silver gay straight bisexual, whatever okay just my opinion
2: cardboard cutout
4: yeah just my opinion
2: Agree no,
4: that's you. true,
2: yeah. And I don't think we should talk about it, but we do because it's, it it's there, right? Mm-hmm. It's one of those things.
4: Well it is there and, and people <laughs> might get their people might get their shit out of joint, but I don't care. I mean it's pretty straightforward. I mean Yeah, anyways, don't even get me going. I gotta go to bed tonight. Hopefully a good idea. Yeah. I think we got one going already. I want to talk about Donovan Bennett, though. I really want to talk about Donovan. Yeah, Bennett. so do
2: I. We got it. We'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. Okay. I promise. I promise. I promise. Okay, so we've got some interesting dates coming up. Are you aware of them? Uh, the 2022 season yes. key dates: March 10th is the Ontario Regional Combine. March 11th is the Regional. Uh, Eastern Regional Combine. March 18th is the Western Regional Combine. And the 25th to 27th is the CFL Combine, presented by New Era Sportswear. In May the 3rd is the draft. And here's the draft order. Edmonton, Ottawa, BC, Montreal, Calgary, Toronto, Saskatchewan, Hamilton, and Winnipeg. So the Edmonton Elks get the first round pick. I don't care. I could care less about the draft. I don't really care about Canadian football players in the league. I think it's a detriment to the quality of the product. That being said, rookie camp opens May 11th. Rookie camp May 11th. What are we at right now? We're we are February 15th. February, March, April, May. We're less than three months. months from training camp. Seven Amazing. Okay. This morning, so. What's that?
4: What's that? I think it's like 74 days. That's what I figured out this morning.
2: Okay, so CFL roster reduces to 85 players on the 14th of March. Training camp opens on the 15th. Roster is reduced to 75 on May 17th. First preseason game is May 23. End of training camp is June 4th with the first regular season game June 9th. And those are the important dates for the remaining of this offseason. During that period of time, Let's Talk TfL podcast will be on every night on every Wednesday night. Yay for the good guys. Okay. Moving on from that. There's nothing really to talk about there. Uh, Edmonton Elks and the University of Alberta Golden Bears have partnered to showcase their games together. At Commonwealth Stadium on Saturday, October 15th, this is something more teams should explore to help grow the game of football in Canada. What the hell did they do? What do you mean? I don't know. What did they do? I didn't see this article. Um, well, they're basically oh, doing a doubleheader double back-to-back. Header.
1: Back. Yes. College
4: the college oh, the university game first and then the uh the elk came right after. Uh, okay. Can Are somebody some actually horses? sit in
2: the stadium through six hours of football? I could. Will could. Yeah, I know you I know you could. And and, and if it was if they did that in Calgary I would be there every time. I really would be. There. You'd watch the dinos and then the stamps. Watch the dinos yeah. and the stamps. Uh, in, Absolutely. in BC, it would be the Thunderbirds and then the Lions. Uh, Charles, what's your thoughts on that? Would you do it?
1: I, you know, what, I'd probably do it. I remember one time I sat through three baseball games in one day. I could do two football games. If they did it, I don't know yeah, if I do baseball. it every nine like, I, I, do I don't know if I could do it every time. Like well, we do it, but I certainly do it a couple times.
2: I think it's a good idea.
1: I I do, too. I think it's an excellent idea.
2: Okay. Good scoop. Good scoop on that. Okay, what time is it here? 45. 45. We're going to go talk about Donovan Bennett. Donovan Bennett. He's my new hero in life. Donovan Bennett. Who is he? Can anybody he's a reporter
1: anything? for, he's a reporter for Sportsnet.
2: No,
4: he also he also has. So no, he knows nothing about
1: football. He's also, he also has what? a he's,
4: he's on the WAGGLE. He, he oh, does the okay. WAGGLE. Go ahead, he took over. He took over from uh, what's his face? David Sanchez. now. David Sanchez. Him and David Sanchez used to be on it together, and now David Sanchez is gone. And Donovan Bennett, the podcast. Fucking sucks says he took it over. It yeah, was my it yeah, okay, was my favorite time. it was my favorite podcast to listen to and now it
1: sucks, okay? Okay. Yep. Okay. And it's and by the CFL.
4: Stuff. Yes it is.
2: Okay. so and they don't the thing says for the first, for the first time in my adult life, the CFL Eastern Division, top to bottom, is better on paper than the West, and I don't.
1: Hello. He just dropped. He just dropped off. Did he? Yep.
4: Yeah, he kind of Take it away, Charles.
1: <laughs> okay, so, uh, so basically, he was kind of in the middle <laughs> of the of uh, what he was saying there, the the tweet that Donovan better put out. So I'll just kind of go back and I will find it first. Did
4: I see? I, uh, I
2: they kicked what? me out. Oh, yeah, oh back. there you are. Law oh, talk he the kicked yeah. me out. Must have been something you said. <laughs> must have been. They might freeze my yeah. bank account.
4: Maybe. You're on
2: Pierre Jr.'s because hit list. I, I, <laughs> he's not Pierre Jr. <laughs> he's Fidel Jr. He's got, he's okay. got the horse mother mother's son.
4: Oh, did I say that? Sorry.
2: Yeah, Maggie's or. Okay, we're good. Okay, so so we we're, we're going back over this again. I, I I don't know where I disappeared, but for the first time in at my adult life the Eastern Division top to bottom is better than the West. And I don't think it's close. You're a fucking moron. <laughs> my thoughts are exactly. I am sorry. I don't I don't know how else to say it. I I don't like the Edmonton Elks, and I don't like the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. I don't think they're going to be very good teams, but I think they're both better than the, most of the Eastern teams still. But if you
4: think about it, now let's think about this for a minute. Let's give this some legs. Who's got the better no. quarterbacks? The No, no, who's got better quarterbacks, the East or the West?
2: Who have they got in the East? Vernon Adams. Trevor Harris, Matt Nichols, Promise, Promise. Mazzoli, Dane Evans. Mizzoli.
4: Dane Evans. I said
2: Mazzoli already.
4: Uh and McLeod
2: Bethel Thompson.
4: Yeah, I said him.
2: Okay. So no and, and in the in the West we've got what? Nick Arbo. Zach Cody
4: Oh I forgot about Zach Cody And the
2: Canadian guy in BC And Fajardo Jake Jake Meyer No that's your guy Right Um, Nathan Rourke
4: Right So
2: I don't I don't like Cody Fajardo I'm not a fan of Cody Fajardo I think he's better than any of the quarterbacks in the Eastern Division
4: I don't, but. Oh, I do. Who, who's no. better than him? Who's Dane better Dane than? Dane Evans. Dean Evans better
2: than him. Is better than him. Uh,
4: I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I don't for know for sure. Dean Evans, Evans was better than a lot of guys last year. Dean Evans was better than Bull last year, for fuck's sake. Well, shit, that's not hard to do. Yeah, I know. I was giving you, I was giving you ammunition there, Christopher. Just need to make you feel better.
2: Yeah, just just wasn't, that's just not fucking hard to do. Okay. So, I think, well, what do you think of Donovan Bennett in his, his eastern division is better than the west? Top to bottom.
4: I think he's smoking something. No, I think he's smoking something, to be honest with you. But... I mean, ever to say the Eastern Division is better than the West Division is ridiculous. Sorry, but he is also understand. He's also an Eastern homer. Okay, he never talks about the West. On his platform. Oh, so he loves the okay? loves the.
1: So then we shouldn't be putting any stock into this guy.
4: Well, yeah, that's the biggest reason I don't like him. He never, ever talks about the West on the podcast. It's like they don't even exist as far as I'm concerned. So, you
3: know. Yeah, he he loves talking about Toronto and Hamilton 90% of the time. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. And he did say on paper, but still even on paper I don't think they're better than the West. Like you look at look at yeah, Calgary paper. and Winnipeg. Like
2: Show me a team in the Eastern Division that's got a a, a receiving core that be comparable to the B C Lions. And show me a team yeah, in the C F L.
1: I don't know if you could find another team in the C F L, let alone the East.
4: This guy's smoking crack. Well, but that's that's what he does, okay. He was I do believe he was drafted by an Eastern team. He played his college football in the East and he never made it and he's always been a never made it wanna be in my mind. And like I said, I used to never, ever, ever miss the Waggle podcast. But when Donovan Bailey, or Donovan, what's his name? David Sanchez, Davis Sanchez left, it was like, yeah, I'm not listening to this anymore because this guy's an idiot. So, and David Sanchez used to keep him in check all the time.
1: And could we maybe play a game yeah, or two before, we start to, before we start declaring teams better than other teams, considering they haven't even played a single game? You're basing yeah, well, no. it on, on paper, which is never the way it yeah, goes.
4: He did say, but which he did say, that he was basing it on paper. So. Okay. Yeah,
2: but, I mean, we all, Charles, we all do that. We all do that. Like I said, Edmonton was going to be the last team in the league last year. They were going to be the bottom of the Western Division. I called it. And they were there. I I also called BC in in third place. They ended up in fourth. Okay? I was close. Okay? Winnipeg was going to be number one, no doubt. Calgary was number two. You know? And I I, I botched the BC Saskatchewan. Okay? So, yeah. No, we can call this months before the league comes and you and i was pretty damn close on that straight across the board mm-hmm. so yeah we call this no matter what i mean that's what we do it's called mm-hmm. speculation it's called you know whatever predictions predictions are guesses yep we're, we're they, they should be an intelligent guess we should be intelligent we should be. doesn't mean we are. I Donovan the key, Bennett it should, should be. know better. It should be. Donovan Bennett should know what he's talking about. I mean, to put something out like this, to put this out to the world, it's just absolutely ludicrous.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah, but that's, that's a good, the thing about... That's not about, a that's prediction. Thing, anybody, anybody can have a Twitter account and anybody can put any shit out there that they want to. But when you're actually... On radio or whatever, you should really think twice about what you put out there because, yeah, this guy, I'll never listen to this podcast again until the day they tell me he's gone. I just, it's funny I just because find it everybody, every, everybody who's been on the Waggle has used the Waggle as a stepping stone to go on to better things, okay? I can't remember the host who was with David Sanchez before, He went on to something better. Davis. Yes, David Sanchez went on to something better. Donovan Bennett will never go on to something better. This is it. This is his life. This is all he's going to get. And I don't think people listen to the podcast anymore, to be honest with you. Because, like I said, I don't like him.
2: He's an idiot. People are promoted until their level of incompetence shows.
4: yes. And a lot of people are promoting okay. above their level of incompetence, okay? And
2: sometimes that happens sooner than others.
4: Yes, it does.
3: Rudy, what were you going to say? Sorry, Rudy. I just, I don't know. I find it, no, it's fine. I find it embarrassing because he half-assed represents the CFL. Like, the Waggle podcast is the CFL's podcast. And you got a clown on like that on there who's representing the league. Like, think of think of it like this. Think of it like you say you have Americans that listen to that podcast, which I doubt many do. But if you're taking CFL info from this guy with and you're fully believing it all, a lot of what he has to say isn't actually fact. Anyway, that's all i got to say on him. I think he's a goof.
2: Well, there was one time, William, that you said that the best podcast out there was The Waggle and they were better than us. Are we now a better yeah. podcast than The Waggle? So we're the number one podcast in the, in the CFL right now? Yeah, so yeah, you, you know what?
4: Because, because I've never been into self-promotion, I've always believed that we're the best podcast in the CFL, okay? Hands down, bar none, we're it. Sorry. And it's only because it's only because of the people on the podcast. and And, you know, there's there's Christopher and there's Will who say whatever they want to. <laughs> there's Charles. There's Charles. Probably who's a nice guy. There's Charles who's yep. a nice guy. Okay. And yeah. then there's Chris Lucella who seems to have a lot of information and he's pretty straightforward and he's a pretty good guy. And I and, and, and now experience. now Right, and now we got Mr. Peterson on here, and let's see where
2: it goes from here, man. Okay, like, hey. Okay, and, I and I'll, mean, I'll, tell you where, I'll tell you where it goes from here, William. This has been yes. Let's Talk CFL Podcast episode number 474. <laughs> I've seen your host, Christopher Jones, coming from Merritt, British Columbia, and we're going to shut this show down because we're running out of time. Sorry, Will, but we're okay. running out of time. There's 50 seconds left in the show, and Charles, say goodnight.
1: Good night, folks. Thanks for
3: listening. We're a day early this week. This year, uh, week. We'll talk to you next week. Okay, Rudy, go ahead. Thanks, Thanks for listening, and we'll see you guys next week.
2: Thanks for coming on the show, buddy. You, you weren't terrible. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Was <that an> <laughs> <laughs> oh
0: my god. Anyway, good night, everybody. Wait,
4: and remember, Christopher and Will are just gonna get older and crustier as we go along and go around
2: story.